This group over here? Okay, all right, y'all are ready. So, we've started this series entitled, The Family Matters. Uh, As I was praying over the last several months as to what would I I share after our forgiveness series, uh, and you can go ahead and record. When I was praying as to what to share after our forgiveness series, the Lord uh, really pressed in my heart and my mind to discuss the family. Uh, The reality is that in the times that we live in, more than ever we're seeing families divided. We're seeing families in discord. Uh, We're seeing families uh, in fear and worrying uh, about the the current uh, status of of what's happening in the world, what's happening in the nation, what's happening. uh, You know, you can, you turn on the local news and see that that things aren't looking so good. And and, 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 and a lot of families are battling because they're, they're going through financial or economic issues. And, and a lot of families are struggling and they're battling because of the lack of communication. Uh, a lot of marriages are struggling because of the lack of intimacy and connection. And so, and so as I prayed as to what to share over the next several weeks, we're gonna be discussing the family because here's the thing about family. What's important to understand that before there was a church, there was a family. I'm going to say that again. Before there was a church, there was a family. The family was the first God-ordained institution. The first God-ordained institution in the beginning, in the Garden of Eden. If you're, if you're a believer and you believe that God is a creator and that he in fact created the world and he created us. Uh, The scripture talks about that he created Adam and he joined Adam with his wife Eve and and together they formed a family. It was the first institution. So the family matters to God. The family is vital to our society uh, and the family matters to the church. The family is absolutely important to the church. In fact, the success of a church uh, 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 not only is based around prayer, not only is it based on around evangelism, not only is it based, all those things are important, not only is it based on, on teaching, and not only is it based on all these things that we can list, but it's also based on the health of families. Because what does it mean to have a thriving church and you have thousands of people coming to a church and you have people gathering week after week to participate in a religious activity but your family is not united? It's all right, I know you're not gonna talk to me. Um, This is not one of those messages where I'm expecting you to shout amen to me. This may not be the one where you're gonna say, go in, pastor. This may not be the one where you're gonna say, go ahead now. Uh, uh, um, um, You're gonna be silent for the most of it, but but, but it's all right. Do I have anybody, though, that's still ready to receive what God has? Uh, uh, Because here's the thing. Uh, uh, I believe that God wants to raise up healthy families in our ministry. I believe that we need healthy families more than ever. If you look at society, there is a decline in society because families are not together. Families are fighting one another. Families are competing now with one another. There's there's all types of chaos and gossip and, and, and hate in families. But I came with a message today for my Hope Center family that in Jesus' name, I'm believing that God is gonna raise up maybe not perfect families, but healthy 
healthy families. I believe that we can strive to have healthy families that will impact our community, impact our nation, and impact the world. We need the family together. If you look throughout the Bible, the family was critical and important to God, not only in the physical sense, but also in the spiritual sense. Because some of you have been saying, Pastor, you may be saying, I don't have a family. You know what? I didn't grow up with mom and dad. I came from a broken home. I have news for you. You are part of a spiritual family. In fact, the scripture tells us that Christ, when you receive Christ, you are now adopted into the family. That although your mother and your father forsook you, although people left you behind, although your cousins did you dirty the beautiful thing is that we have family in the house of God so when we get together every Sunday you know what it is it's a family reunion praise the Lord when we come together this is a family that means we're gonna hold you down that means we're gonna ride with you that means we're gonna pray for you that means we're gonna support you through the ups and the downs because real family sticks with each other so it's important to understand that the, the, the family was important. In fact, God established for human interaction through a family. The concept of family was extremely important to God. The Bible gives us clear instructions on how family members are to treat each other. But if you look at the current state in families, there is division, discord, fear, and worry. How am I gonna pay the next bill? And because you're battling in your finances and you're struggling, that, that in turn affects your marriage. That in turn it affects your relationship with your children. And that, and that in turn affects the, the way that children are trained and brought up. And so, and so I want to speak to that. Whenever we're seeing a decline in the family, whenever we see division in the family, there are three ways to respond. And I want you to take notes for those who are my brilliant note takers here. I want you to take notes. I do have some things that I want you to take with you. There's three things, three responses whenever there is a decline or a shift, a negative shift within families. Here's what people tend to do. Number one, people tend to accommodate. And maybe you'll find yourself in one of the three. The first is people accommodate. In other words, when there is a decline, when there is division, whenever there is discord, sometimes we want to just accommodate. What does that mean? That means that tolerance is at the forefront. That means when we see injustice because we're just accommodating to it, we say, well, you know what? It just is what it is. I can't do anything about it. You know what? As long as they're not hurting me, it's all right if there's injustice. It's all right if people are hurting one another. As long as it's not getting to me, what that, call, what that is called is accommodating. That's tolerance at the forefront. The second option that people tend to do whenever there's a shift or a decline, the second thing is that is people tend to withdraw. Whenever there are issues, some people choose to withdraw. Whenever there are problems, people that withdraw say, you know what, my voice doesn't matter. You know what, I have no say in this situation, so I'm just going to put my guard up, I'm just going to do my own thing, I'm just going to go ahead and withdraw. And by the way, accommodating and just simply tolerating things is not healthy for the family. Withdrawing is not healthy for the family. So here's the response that I want us to take as a Hope Center family. The way that we ought to respond to the challenges within our family is this. Watch this. We need to engage whenever there are issues. We need to participate 
We can't just sit back with the injustices going on in our family. We can't just sit back and watch and say, you know what, it is what it is. No, no, we have to engage. The scripture calls us to be salt and light. The scripture tells us that we are supposed to be hope for those that are lost. We're supposed to be, we're supposed to give words of encouragement. We're supposed to minister the gospel. We're supposed to be a reflection of God and Christ within our families, within our communities. So the way that we draw those people, the way that we reach them is through engagement in other words through relationship when you withdraw it doesn't solve anything when you when you tolerate things it doesn't solve anything some people like to sweep issues under the rug and they say you know what what we'll just see maybe in time it'll just get better it's all right I know y'all going it's okay I got you still in the back with me you know what this situation is too much. I'm going to choose to withdraw. I'm going to, I'm just going to separate myself. But the scripture is calling us to engage. So whenever there's issues in your marriage, don't withdraw from that situation. Engage and confront the issue at hand. You got to fight for it. Whenever there are issues in the community, injustice is violence, people are dying left and right. You can't just sit back and watch your, your, your community just in injustice and all types of issues. We have to engage as a church. We have to stand at the forefront. We have to be the ones that will make a difference and stand in the gap. What that means is when others say, you know what, I have no say in it, we say we're going to go after it. We're going to stand in the gap. We are going to make the difference in our community engaging how do we engage by raising families that build legacies we engage by building families that build or create legacies I want to give you three notes about establishing a legacy for your family number one a family that builds legacy and I want you to take this with you. A family that builds legacy, number one, establishes direction for their family. In order for you to establish a legacy for you and your family, and I have some folks that may be saying to us, Pastor, I'm not even married. I'm still praying for, I'm single. I got any single folk in the house? Yeah, y'all so quiet, man. What's up? I got any married folks in the house? Uh, yeah, I ain't sound more excited, so I, I don't know what's better. <laughs> My wife, there you go, baby. Yeah, she happy. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You may be saying, you know what, I'm not married, Pastor. I'm not thinking about a family. I'm not, I'm not thinking about kids. But here's the thing. You already have to start creating a vision for your future. You already have to start getting the picture for your future you just don't step into it and then say you know what i'm gonna try to figure it out as i go you know with with having that idea is is similar to trying to build a plane while it's in the air did you catch it <laughs> so, so some people just you know what when i'm when i when i'm crossing that bridge i'll start thinking about how to be in marriage and, and in my family no 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 start establishing that and from now so number one, a family that builds legacy, number one, they establish direction for their family. Now how do you establish direction for your family? You do it through the word of God. You do it through the word of God because the word of God is our life's GPS. How many use GPS here in the house? Your navigation. Anybody need that? 
The word of God is our lives, our lives GPS. It's God's positioning system. It's what God uses to give us direction. It's what God uses, uh, uses to, to correct us. It's what God uses to, to strengthen us. It's what God uses to let us know what steps to take in life. I don't have the scripture up here, so just leave the screen. Uh, I don't have the scripture, so just leave the screen, whoever's controlling it. But let me read what the scripture says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. The scripture says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. A lot of us are struggling in our family because we want to do things our way. We want to do things the way that our, that our fathers taught us. Even though we know that the way that we were trained and brought up wasn't the right way, we just want to emulate that way. You say, you know what, my mom did it that way, my dad did it that way. But here's the thing, God wants you to shift your mindset from saying, I'm going to just do things the way I saw it being done. Instead of saying that, say, I'm going to do things the way the word of God tells me to do it. You should have a word for your family. If you're going through an economic crisis, there should be a word that you're declaring every day over your family. If you're struggling uh, in your emotional aspect, in the emotional aspect, you should have a word that speaks into that in your life. If you have, if you're struggling in areas of your life, you should have a word. But if you don't open the word, if you don't open that Bible app, if you never read the word, how are you going to have direction? I got one or two. I'm going to work with you. Thank you. <laughs> Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. I love another version that says that he will direct your paths. I will have you know I'm, very, I'm terrible with directions. Anybody else terrible with directions? Go ahead, come on. Let, don't, make me, don't, let, don't let me be by myself. I got one. I got two. I'm, 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 my wife knows this. She gets on my case all the time, brother. She gets on me all the time because my wife has photographic memory. So she'll go to one place and be able to, to just guide us back based on she's, picture, she's taking pictures. Okay, this is, I got to make it left. And I'm sitting back like I'm not even going to try. I'm just, I'm terrible with directions. So I, so I depend on my GPS. I need my GPS in order for me to get to my destination. I need to depend and, and rely on it. I, I, I need it to get to where I need to get to. And, and, and so uh, there's some people in this place, you've been, you know that you have a calling of God. You know that, that there's something great for your family, but you're not walking in that direction because you need to rely not on your own understanding, but on the word of God. In order for you to give direction to your family, you need to get direction. You can't tell me where to go unless you've been there. Did you catch it? You can't tell me where to go unless you've been there. So in order for you to cast a vision for your family, I want men in this place to have visions for their family. I want women in this place to establish a vision for their families and say, you know what? This is what we're going after. But in order to give direction, you need to get direction. Where do we get that direction? From the word of God. Number two, I'm moving forward. Families that build lasting legacies, number one, establish direction. Number two, they set standards. Number two, they set standards. A standard is what you measure yourself up against. A standard is saying, you know what, the, the, this is my standard, and this is what, what I want to aspire to. This is what I want to get to. So when you set a standard, that's what you measure yourself up against. Does your family have a standard? 
Does your family have a standard? Look at what the scripture says. The scripture says in Joshua 24, 16, this is Joshua saying, he said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That was a standard that he established for him and his family. See, some are okay with low standards. You ever met someone with low standards? When you were single? You know, I met some single people, guys and, and gals, and I talked to them, and when I first talked to them, I said, you know, what are you looking for in a partner, in a husband or a wife? And they have standards. You know what, I, I want them to love God, and, and, I, and, 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 and I want them to have a career, and I want them to be ambitious. And, and then, you know, with the years, and they still haven't found that person, I asked them, what are, you, are you still looking? They're like, you know what, I just, I just want him to have his teeth. I just wanted to have his front teeth. I, what began to happen? They began to lower their standards. And so what begins to happen is when we're impatient and when we see our family struggling, what we begin to do is lower the standards in our family. We don't have to hang out. We don't have to spend time together when once that was a standard in your family. We're gonna do dinner together. That's a standard. That means we're not gonna be on our phones. By the way, that's a standard in my household. Amen. I got one, praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah, when my wife and I go out to dinner, we both put our phones to the side. Because this, this begins to compete for our attention. This begins to disrupt the connection. This begins to disconnect us from the intimacy. And so we put that aside. That's a standard in our home. But people are so used to accommodating. Well, the kids, you know what? That's the only way I get them to, to quiet down. But you know what you're doing? You're lowering the standard. Then you're wondering, why are my kids not connected to me? I'm going to work with my people over here because I'm, I'm feeling a little something over there. I'm feeling the eyes. <laughs> Uh, I will have you know I'm a, I'm a sanctified I'm a sanctified G so y'all looking at me crazy I'm, I got some goons here in the house and I'm <laughs> we begin to uh, lower the standards when we get impatient and we get frustrated we begin to but, but families that build legacy establish standards for their home as for me and my house we're going to serve the Lord it's a standard for us that we're going to go to Hope Center every Sunday. It's a standard that we're going to serve in the house of the Lord. It's a standard that we're going to serve our community. It's a standard. It's a standard. I want you to get good grades. Some of y'all don't set standards because you say, you know what? I wasn't a good student, so as long as they get a D, that's all right. Don't lower the standard. Raise the standard. You may have not graduated, but set a standard for your children and say, what I didn't do, that's what they will do in Jesus' name. What I didn't accomplish, that's what they're going to accomplish. I believe my children are going to change the world. I believe my children are history makers and world changers. Although I didn't accomplish it, that doesn't mean that I'm going to lower the standard. I'm going to raise the bar high and I'm going to train them up that they can do all things through Christ who gives them strength. You got to set standards in your home. I got one on my side. Praise the Lord. Set Standards in your home. Set a standard that you spend quality time with one another. That's a standard. Set a standard that you and your wife, listen, I know you're busy. I know you're tired. Some of us, you work 68. I get it. I get it. But what does it mean that you keep a job but you lose your family? 
What does it mean for you to, to, to have the finances, but you lose your family at, at, their, at their expense? I get it. We, you want to build a financial legacy. I get it. You want to work hard. But here's the thing. Who do you work hard for? Family, right? So then what does it mean if you're, if you're investing all of that here, but you're losing this here? So you've got to set a standard. Work hard. I'm not telling you to not work hard. I work hard with my wife. We work extremely hard. But here's the thing. You've got to set standards in the home. Number three, I'm moving forward. Firstly, establish direction. Secondly, set standards. Number three, live your lives within your family. Live your lives upward. Write that down. Live your lives upward. Families that build legacies live their lives upward. What does that mean? Look at what the scripture says in Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. In other words, focus and fix your eyes on the good in your family. A lot of times within marriages, we struggle because you, you, you focus on the faults of your partner. Before you think about the good, you're focused on what they've done wrong. You focus on what they're not doing. They ain't washed the dishes. They ain't picked up after themselves. Their drawers laying around here. I ain't got no witnesses in the house. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That's all right. That's all right. They're not doing what they're supposed to be. And you're looking at the fault instead of focusing on the good that they're doing. And so focus on those things. And then challenge one another by engaging, by building the relationship. Challenge one another. Uh, challenge one another to be better. But you do that through engagement. You don't do that by putting your walls up or withdrawing. You do it by engaging, by building the relationship. You know, after you tell them I love you, give them a hug and a kiss, then say, baby, you know what? I would really appreciate. That's how you do it. My, what my brothers, I'm going to help you all out today because if you're struggling, listen, pastor got the answers for you. Say praise the, My fella, say thank you, pastor. You just go ahead and give, give her a big old hug, Mando. Umberto, listen, brother, you just go ahead and give it and just, you know, right here. This is right here. This is where you do it. Just and say, baby, I love you. I appreciate you. You're the best. I cherish you. I honor you. You're the greatest thing. See, y'all don't talk to y'all people, y'all family like that. That's, what, that, that. that's the problem. You got to honor them. You got to give them their value. You got to give them their weight. And then I say, baby, I would really appreciate also, if you didn't X, Y, Z, did, did, did. <laughs> you have to live your life upward. In other words, for your family, listen, we don't deny the realities of the world. The world is, is going through some crazy stuff. We're seeing that every day, are we not? Terrorist attacks, 
economic, uh, you know, the economic climate is just it's, it's up and down. Uh, it's so much going on in the world. But you know what we need here at Hope Center? We need families that do not deny the reality, but we have faith in a God that is greater and above the circumstances. We live our lives upward in my family. We don't focus on the things we're lacking. We live our lives focusing that God is good and we're going to pursue all the things that he's called us to do. My family will live in victory. My family will see the blessing of the Lord. My family will see the goodness of God. My family will have their eyes on Jesus. We're not going to focus on the lies of the enemy. We're not going to focus on what we're missing. We're going to keep our eyes on Jesus. In the times that we live in, we need people that will focus on Jesus. And the hope he gives and the strength he gives, you live your life upward. So set standards, engage, live your lives upward in your family. When my, when, 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 when Fran and I met, I was, I was, I was a young man. I was, I was in my senior year of high school. And we both, we met each other through ministry. She was serving in youth ministry. I was, I was preaching. I've been, I've been preaching since, since I was 15 years old. Um, and we met each other. We established a strong foundation in our relationship. And 10 years later, uh, we're still here and we're strong and we're blessed. We had to have Christ at the, at the foundation of our relationship. Hasn't been easy. We haven't been perfect. We've been through so many ups and downs, finances, health, mental battles, and, 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 and a lot of times the way of ministry, you know, we've been serving since we've known each other in ministry. We've never taken a break from ministry because we love God that much. And it hasn't been easy. But we've always, always worked alongside each other. We've, we've been able to get to this point because we don't look at each other as competition and we don't look to each other as, you're doing this and I'm, no, we say, we're gonna face life together. And your families face life together, the ups, the downs, together. I come from a broken home, parents divorced. I have a sister I haven't met. All types of situations. My wife came, saw abuse, domestic violence. We both came from broken homes. But we made a decision. We said what we've seen and what we've experienced, we're not gonna live that out in our lives. We set a standard in our home. Our family's divorced. We're gonna fight for our marriage. We're gonna stand with each other through the good and the bad. In my family, I get, it's, it's cycles of addiction. Grandfather, father, addiction, and, and fatherlessness, and and bitterness to it, but that, that's the cycle that's been in my family. But when I received Jesus in my heart, 
I believe that Jesus had the power to break the chains of the generational curses that were in my family. I believed in his power that that much and I've worked hard uh, uh, to be able to see that through as well. But what I want to tell you today is I know that it, the, the cycle of your family has been addiction. I know that it's been, that it's been a violence and domestic abuse. And I know that's been the cycle. But I want to let you know that you can break the cycle in the name of Jesus. You could be the one to set a new standard for the family. And now we're raising our daughter. And all she's going to know, she's not going to know what addiction is in Jesus' name. She's not going to know what divorce is in Jesus' name. She's going to know what it is is to serve Jesus and that he is good I want to encourage you be the one to stand in the gap be the one to make a difference be the one to make that commitment you know what this is what I've seen but it's not going to happen in my family with God's strength in the name of Jesus we are gonna see this thing through Stand to your feet, please. If you're with your family, I want you to just kind of get closer. Get closer to them. If you're saying, you know what, I don't have family here. You got family here at Hope Center. This is a spiritual family. And the beautiful thing about the spiritual family, (coughs) that it outlasts the physical family. That's the beautiful thing. So you're a part of the right family. Saying, I don't, you know what, I'm by myself in this area. You got us. If you're with your family, I want you to just get close to them. I want us to, I want to say a prayer. Over the next several weeks, we are going to be discussing this topic more. I'm going to give you three points next next week on, we're going to continue building legacy. But in this moment, I want us to worship. And I want you to just...